Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. I'm co-founder of the online magazine, The Refined Woman, and my vision is to create a safe space where we can take off that Superman cape of having it all together and share our stories authentically and honestly. I really believe people are dying for the permission to be vulnerable, to just go there. But it takes someone being willing to go there first. It's my desire to do just that and invite you and others to do the same by removing that shiny mask of perfection and courageously sharing the imperfect journeys of life, spirituality, love, business, and everything in between. Have you ever had an experience with a person that you meet and you instantly dive into the deep end and you feel like kindred spirits and you just know that you know that you know that you guys are going to be friends? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is exactly how my conversation with Jordan Lee Dooley is this week. We didn't have a lot of time. We had like 25 minutes and y'all, we just dove in. Like we went for it. And Before we get started with the conversation, I just want to tell you a little bit about who Jordan Lee Dooley is. She's an Indiana girl born and raised. She currently lives in an old farmhouse out in the country with her husband, Matt. Her vision is to help everyday women lead healthy and intentional lives. She's a writer, speaker, and creates relatable and practical content and tools for women to live free, intentional, and purposeful lives. Why? Because she thinks Far too many people, like herself included, live under the pressure to prove rather than live out of their purpose. So she longs to walk alongside everyday girls, just like you and me, not just giving them the pep talk they need, but also helping them to be who they're made to be and do what they're made to do. Man, how amazing is that? She's freaking awesome. Jordan Lee Dooley, y'all, get into this episode. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. So after listening to it, screenshot while you're listening to it on your podcast app, post it to IG stories, tag the refined collective, and let's have a conversation about this episode. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? It's good. How are you doing, girl? I'm doing good. I'm just excited just to like jump in. Like we're just going to go straight to the deep end. Is that good with you? Let's do it. I love it. Let's freaking do it. Okay. So the one thing that I wanted to talk with you about is you have your most recent Instagram post and it's about boundaries, self-care, um, choosing to prioritize yourself, your faith before investing into others, which that like totally struck so true with me. Mm-hmm. And you said something that really stood out. You said that you want to be committed to being an honest example before a good example. Mm-hmm. And I just want to hear from you. Like, can you unpack, can you unpack that for me and how you got there and why you got there? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think we live in this space where I think we are encouraged to show up and be our honest selves and da, 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 da. You know, that's all over Pinterest now. And that's, I think it's trendy, um, to talk, just to use that language. I think it's not so tangible to put into practice. Like what exactly does that mean? Um, and so for me, I had felt like, yes, I, um, 
you know, I have this brand, I have an online company. I mean, I've got a team, I've got all these things going on. And I started to feel myself, um, for example, say something, whether it was a lesson I was teaching in a simple Instagram post or something that I was writing in my book. I mean, this is where it all kind of everything came crumbling down is I wrote this book mm-hmm. and it was the, the subtitle is breaking through insecurities, expectations, mm-hmm. and the pressure to prove, because I feel like those are three, I call that the toxic trio. Like that, if that mm-hmm. thing gets a hold of you, like peace out intentionality, peace out self-care, peace out, like all the things that are good, they just go down by the wayside. Right. And so mm-hmm. what started to happen for me was turn this book in, like moving and grooving on life because I'm an achiever. I'm the Enneagram three. <laughs> And so, so same. I, okay. Okay. Great. So you get it. Same. So I see you girl. I see yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. So my problem is I will create something like write a 224 page book. And then mm-hmm. I'm like on to the next thing instead of being like, wow, you just wrote a book day. Maybe, maybe go have, you know, a nice meal and hang out for a little while. You know, it's just never like that. And so, um, for me, I started to notice that I was living under this chronic pressure to prove, even though I just wrote this book. And so Mm. I have this, like one of those meltdowns in the shower, you know, we've all had those moments. And, um, I called my Mm. mom afterwards. I was like, mom. And I'm like, like heaving. Right. And I'm like, I I don't think I've actually learned what I've written. Mm. (laughs) And she's like, well, there you go. And so we had this conversation about it and what it was really um, getting at was I was so focused on telling and showing other people things that I've done in my life to really embrace what it looks like to be an honest example, rather than living under the pressure to prove to just really mm. actually tangibly put that into practice to prioritize relationships over, you know, production and stuff. But what was crazy is that I got through all of that. And I was like, I don't think I'm fully embracing this myself. And mm. that's what started to get me to this place of like, I think I'm saying these things, AKA being a good example, telling other people how to make their Mm. lives better and not actually giving myself the permission to take my own advice and to be like, "Ah, Mm. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what led to that realization. And for me, if I'm going to be an honest example, more than a, you know, good example, the reality is that I have to be willing to, you know, find that balance between creating personal boundaries without feeling like Mm. if I'm going to, without feeling like if I'm going to say this publicly, is it reflected 100% privately? I mean, we're all still figuring Mm. it out, but that's kind of that balance that I'm learning because that can be a tough thing. Yeah, it is so tough. And I mean, I personally, I come from a really big family. There's eight kids. I'm super close with like all of the parents and cousins. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I felt early on as I started sharing more and more of my story is I was like, I never want what I'm sharing on the internet to be a surprise to my core, yeah, to like the core people that I'm doing life with. And, um, that like really has kept me in check. But at the same time, girl, I am a three on the Enneagram as well. I'm like, what does it mean to be the poster child of like the best Christian woman? What does it mean to be the poster child for being a podcast host? What is it like? And let me like prove I will, if I'm in a yoga class, let me just prove myself to that yoga instructor. Like, let me just show her that I am the best, most, you know, enlightened person in the room. And I think that has, like, we know, like that gift 
of like, I can achieve, I am competent. That is also like a massive like weakness as well. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, my life came to like a crashing halt when I started struggling with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I was like neck deep in anxiety, like not able to get out of my bed, having friends grocery shop for me because I was like, wasn't able to leave the house. And I'm like writing an article about like how to overcome anxiety. And I was like, oh yeah. Like I sent it to my editor and I was like, we're going to go live with this article. And she's like, yeah, right. She's like, why are you constantly trying to make your struggle a teaching point? Like live your story. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can revisit this in a year. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but you got to live the story first. Like, do you resonate with any of that? Like, does that come up for you when you're like writing and creating Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, with that, I think there's, there's that, again, that fine balance between, um, what, like, how do I say this between not necessarily feeling like you have to have it all figured out before you'll talk about Mm -hmm. it, but also not trying to pretend that you have some sort of magical answer, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I got to this place where I loved what you said. My friend and I were just talking about this over tacos anyways. Um, she, she was like, I was explaining to her that what was really starting to bother me. And this is kind of going right alongside what you're saying is I would get these messages. I, I have this like really obnoxiously large smile. Like it's just my thing. Okay. (laughs) And so when I have like, when a picture's taken and somebody is like talking about something hilarious and making me laugh to take a picture, right. It's for the sake of the photo. And so then we capture this big, happy grin. What starts to happen is I get DMs and messages and emails. And the questions are like, how are you so happy all the time? How are you so confident all the time? How is your faith so strong all the time? Like, da, 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 da. And honestly, it makes me want to throw up sometimes. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just not. But I think that was what was hitting me is, okay, hang on. There's some sort of disconnect happening here because somebody is seeing a picture that was 0.6 seconds of my entire life, right? And then asking Mm. me how I'm happy all the time. And that's what we do, right? We Mm. take a small increment and we like generalize it. And then I'm like turning around and having a meltdown in my shower. So something isn't adding up. And that was exactly where I started to go. This honest example versus good example thing. Like, okay, hang on. So that's where a lot of shift and change has happened. I feel like I'm in this season um, of kind of go back into your den, restructure everything, um, Mm. reclaim your personal, you know, space, because I've just kind of allowed really my, my brand and my personal life were like contingent upon one another. And maybe you've felt that way too before. And I'm going, hold on, wait a second. Like I can still use my personal stories to be able to teach a point, but not necessarily, they they don't necessarily have to be real time. Like this didn't have to happen yesterday. You know, this could happen like a year down the road. My husband and I have talked about that a lot, you know, and he gave me some really great wisdom. He's like, you know, if we get in an argument or there's something that is, that we learn, maybe wait more than two days then to turn around and share it because I understand that you're a really quick processor and like, you'll be over it in 48 hours. And you know, we move on obviously, but he's like, maybe that's something to write in a resource or a book where it's not so real time. And that's, what's hard about the Mm -hmm. internet, because if your content is so dependent on your personal life, you got a problem because then your personal life is all about creating content then, if that makes sense. Right. And then my story, your story becomes like, almost objectified for like a point for someone else. And I remember like ever since I was little, like I've never been able to BS. Like my heart Mm -hmm. is on my sleeve. And if like, I'm not into something, like I'm like the worst actor. (laughs) I'm like, 
oh yum this cake is good and people are like oh okay you hate it yeah and I've just always been able to be honest, like whether I wanted to or not. And Mm -hmm. then like I started learning about like vulnerability and authenticity and college and doing life deeply with others. Mm -hmm. And for such a long time for me, vulnerability felt like, well, if I want to be like an authentic, honest person, and if I want to be like a quote unquote good leader, then that means like I need to be vulnerable and vulnerable means that I have to share everything at all times with all people. Right. Right. And like, that's actually not true. Like I do share a lot of my story online, but like, I really probably share about five to 10% of it Yeah, because like my, all of my story, like that gets to be lived out with, mm-hmm. with the, with the real, real time in, in-person people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think it can be so hard to actually like kind of pull back because we're on social media all the time. Like it's for, you know, all intents and purposes, like it's your job, Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I tell myself all the time, like no one's making you do this, Catherine. Yeah. Like yeah. no one has said like, put your life on on display for everyone um but it can like it has totally been like a mind screw for me at times i am thrilled to talk with y'all about one of our refined collective sponsors this week branch basics now branch basics is a female-owned company that provides toxic free cleaning products their passion is to help others live transformed lives through creating a non-toxic environment Their starter kit, y'all, is my favorite. Here's how it works. Basically, it's one product that tackles hundreds of uses depending on the different levels of dilutions you use. You can use Branch Basics to clean your bathtub grout, to washing your hands, to stain treating, and even doing full loads of laundry, y'all. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Because if you have followed The Refined Woman for any length of time, you know I'm all about simplicity and functionality. I live in New York City, so I don't want clutter around and 50 different cleaning solutions. Branch Basics truly streamlines my cleaning. It saves me money since I'm only buying one product. It's less waste and more sustainable because I get to reuse their spray and foamer bottles over and over again. And on top of all of that, the stuff really works, guys. And not only is it quality product, but I am so in line with the heart behind Branch Basics. They believe that change happens over time with the tiny everyday decisions we make and that our health and well-being is worth being intentional about. So Branch Basics gave us a special code just for our Refined Collective tribe. Check out branchbasics.com and you can use the promo code Refined Collective, all one word in lowercase, at checkout for your 20% off your first order. Enjoy. I am personally encouraged and inspired that you're like, okay, let's pause, let's restructure, let's reset. Um, so like, I just want to get like practical girl. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like, what does that look like? Like you talk about like choosing boundaries and you're a routine girl. And so what is this season actually looking like? If someone could listen to you and say like, oh, I can like hang my hat on that. Like that's something that I could like implement into my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I feel like the best way I can say it in a few words is I feel like I just keep getting this phrase put on my heart that is get Mm. back to the basics because Mm. I felt like for a little while I was caught up in so many different things. I, you know how easy it is to be like, Oh, I should do that. And I, I'm like an ideas person. I mean, I can talk Mm. about ideas 
all day long. And so what starts to happen is my ideas create chaos in my life because, Mm. you know, I don't have the issue where I struggle with a lack of ideas or not knowing what to create. It's that I have too much happening. And so, um, I feel like I lost a lot of streamline and I feel, and I believe that sometimes we can really fail to truly streamline, streamline our lives. And what that looks like is choosing structure, but you can't have structure until you really identify your vision. And I think for a while, my vision was far too broad. It was just like, oh, I inspire people. Like, what does that even mean? Right. And so, Mm. um, I think for me, this season has looked like, you know what, you're going to sit down and you're going to be willing to disappoint people. There are going to be people who do not like the fact that you're pulling that resource, that ebook, that resource, and that thing, because to be honest, you created them because you felt a pressure that, oh, there's this expectation on you that you're a woman of faith. You're this, you basically should be Beth Moore. Like, no, hold on, bro. No, hang on. And so that's where I had to go. At what point have I made things out of a place of, oh, this is expected of me rather than from a place of this is truly my heart's passion. And again, getting back to, okay, that was okay for a season. I think it blessed some people, but I have to be okay with pulling it. So what it looks like for Mm -hmm. me is looking at my business model, talking with my team, having some hard conversations, being willing to say, I did this from a place of pressure and needing to live up to an expectation so it can no longer Mm -hmm. exist. And when people ask about it, I'm sorry, you're going to have to let them down. Um, And giving Mm -hmm. them the right resources and tools and the ways to say that in such a way that's intentional and kind and, you know, helpful. So Mm -hmm. it looks like, I always say this, incremental, implementable, imperfect action. (laughs) Mm, And what that is, is, okay, instead of, you know, just, I think when we feel overwhelmed or when I feel overwhelmed, my first reaction is to drop everything and run. Like, okay, I quit. I'm done. Never mind. You know, I'm going to quit doing everything, everything. Yeah. And so (laughs) at first that was my response. And I signed off the internet. I pumped my, I pushed my podcast launch back. Like I basically was like, pause everything. And I kind of just wanted to quit everything to be honest. But Mm. over the last 20 days or so, 30 days, I feel like it takes about 30 days to really make a shift in anything, to create new habits, Mm. to do anything. So first I would say operate on a 30 day kind of time line. Um, give yourself 30 days because if you quit when things are hard, that's not a good time to quit. Um, and then what I've been doing is really using a pen and paper, which is hilarious because everything we do is so digital now that I'm literally Mm -hmm. looking and I'm going, okay, here's all these things that I've done. What mission are they working towards and which are actually true to my heart? And then I've been able to X out on paper. This doesn't stay, this does, or this needs to be improved or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's writing that out clearly, storyboarding, you know, that's what I mean by implementable, imperfect action. It doesn't mean that the entire brand is going to flip upside down overnight, but it's seeing where are these adjustments that we can make? What are some things that we can pull to really be able to create space for what is most important or what I feel like is the direction that we need to now be going because I've had Mm. this like, you know, midlife crisis kind of thing happen. Mm. Um, And it's been really healthy because that allows me to clearly communicate to my team. They're able to identify gaps when we have it all written down, when we have meetings and we sit through and we talk about things and I'm able to share honestly, like we talked about vulnerability in wise areas is, I think that's the thing. It's, I don't need to go explain every decision that I've made to 
you know, 400,000 people or whatever. I need to explain it to the four people that sit in my office every day. And they need to know what their role is, you know, whether it's an administrative and, you know, administrative assistant and inbox manager or my executive assistant or my designer. Like these people are the ones that are going to create the shift and change that might be a little bit uncomfortable, Mm. but not everyone in the outside world who may not understand it. They don't need to have every detail like as to why just if they can trust that it was made prayerfully and intentionally, I can make those imperfect implementable action steps within the small confines of my team. So that's really how I guess within this season, that's what it looks like. It looks like restructuring, refocusing, pulling some things that no longer fit or that I feel like we're made from a place Mm of, oh, I'm just supposed to be this person, (laughs) you know? And to be honest, that's not truly who I am in some ways. And that's okay. And that might upset some people, but- Right. And it's, it is actually okay if you disappoint someone. Yeah. And I think and we need to hear that. <laughs> yes. And guess what? Like I'm going to disappoint someone every day. Yeah. And I, you like Jordan, you and I are new friends. Like this is literally the first time we've talked ever. Yeah. And like, if, if we continue to be friends, you're probably going to hurt my feelings mm. and you're going to disappoint me and not meet up to my expectations. Mm. And I'm going to do the same thing to you. Yeah. And for the rest of our lives, we're going to be doing that. Mm. And th- I think out of fear of disappointing others, like I have lived so much of my life, like in obligation or pressure, like you're talking to, like, I love how you said earlier, like you had this like chronic pressure to prove. I'm like, mm. yes. Like, mm. and I think I'm like, what if we just gave ourselves permission? What if I gave myself permission? What if you gave yourself permission to be like, all right, I'm going to disappoint you. It's going to happen. And you know what? I'm probably going to do it again and again and again because I'm human and that's just the way it is. But I'm like committed to be in this process with you. Um, I just wonder like, and even I ask you, like if there was no pressure, if there was no obligation, if there was no like, Jordan, you should be doing this or Jordan, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, what would your life look like? Like, how would it look differently? It would look like it's starting to become, <laughs> if that makes mm, sense. Um, yeah. I'm really kind of just breaking the the reins that I feel like I've allowed myself to be confined under for whatever reason. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm just abandoning everything I'm doing. I'm just kind of shifting the direction in which I'm taking it. Um, mm. And it's one of those things where your life looks more... Um, it's the honest example thing. Again, it looks more transparent rather than manufactured. It looks, Mm -hmm. it looks more, um, I think, I think the thing about living free of pressure is that you can then begin to operate freely from a place of purpose. That's the big Mm -hmm. theme of this book that I wrote. I mean, it's hilarious because I'm like, LOL, I wrote this. And then I'm like, SOS help, you know? And, um, but, but now I'm going, okay, it's so simple. And that's the thing. This isn't like, um, an arithmetic equation. Like this is literally, Mm -hmm. are you going to make the incremental choices that it takes to give yourself the permission to pause and to prune the things that are really done from a place of pressure and, or like covering up certain problems in your life rather than from a place of purpose. Um, and that's when you can start distinguishing. If you look at everything that you're doing, everything that you've said yes to, and if you literally wrote it down on a piece of paper and made a pressure column and a purpose column, what should be under your purpose column are the things that are true priorities, whether that's stewarding your home, your family, your health, 
you know, obviously your work, but what elements of your work? You have to get really specific with yourself. Like, okay, this program for sure, something that I believe is from a place of purpose. This one, this thing I just threw together because whatever, like, I don't know why I just thought people wanted it. Like that was maybe made from a place of pressure. So I need to like start by categorizing those things and then eliminating everything one by one in the column that has item line items that are listed under pressure. And I think mm-hmm. when, when I've been doing that, I feel like I have more space in my life. My life looks like there's more space, more room. My mom, she goes, you're so much more present on the phone. And mm-hmm. my, my mentor, you know, she's like, your eyes just looked so empty before. I feel like there's life back in them. And mm-hmm. what is crazy to me is these are the same people who were saying, you know, my mom even made a comment, something about, um, you don't really, you, haven't, you don't really smile much anymore. Like just in like daily, like I was just, my head was so heavy and there's so many things going on and so much processing happening. And then I'm getting DMs at the same time going, how are you so happy all the time? You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> something is wrong. Um, so that for me, it looks like there's more space. It looks like there's 10 times more routine. I strive off structure. And I think I lost a little bit of that just trying to produce. Um, you can't really prioritize when you're trying to produce everything all the time. And so, you know, it's more structure in my days. We wake up early. We've got, you know, workouts done by 6 a.m. And that sounds like crazy train, but it's actually so effective and so healthy, not only for Mm. unity in our marriage, but also energy in my body, Um, regular sleep routine. I mean, honestly, there's more space for things that actually matter today versus what I can create for tomorrow. And so that, I mean, that's probably the best answer I can give (laughs) for that. Girl, it's... It's so good. And there's so many good tangible points in there. Even when you said earlier, let's go back to the basics. Like I can think what's the, what's the secret sauce? Like, how do I, you know, get back to myself? I feel burnt out. I'm not creative. I'm struggling with anxiety. I feel pressure obligation, but going back to the basics, am I sleeping seven hours a night or eight hours a night? Am I eating three times a day? Am I spending time with Jesus? Am I meditating? Am I moving my body? Like before we go to these, like, let me try this juice cleanse or let me go off on this retreat or read this book or do this study, like go back to the basics. I think that is, it's, so easy and simple that we overlook it, but it's like their basic needs for a reason and for a purpose. Um, so I just, I appreciate so much that you shared it because it is so practical, but like, we all want like the secret sauce thing that it's like, well, if I just do this one hack and it takes like two minutes a day, then my life will transform. Um, and that's what I was living in. That was what I was living in. It's like, oh, this will expedite my email system and this will change this. And yeah, in some ways, Um, but are you, you're also expediting your life and you're automating, you're living your life on autopilot when you're not just getting Mm. to like, there is no secret, like there is no magic solution to living a better life. There's Mm. intentional disciplines though. And those things change your life. Yeah. So, so good, Jordan. Um, the last thing I want to ask you before we hop off is, you know, there's, you're in this season where you have, you're pulling back Mm. and in that. I think like they're like you're saying like there's this new space. What are you sure of? Like what? Yeah. Hmm. With all the clutter away, with the space, like is there something that you're more sure of now than before? Um, I think I would have said I was sure of this because you know how like I was always like the teacher's pet and wanted to give the right answer. Um, <laughs> but I think what 
what allowing space in your life creates is it allows you to look beyond your circumstances, achievements, and accolades and go, what is really true? And what is really um, worth holding on to when nothing else makes sense? And I think what I've boiled it down to is God is good even when life is not. Because I often will begin to doubt that, you know, when I feel overwhelmed or whatever, or unsure, or just discouraged. And I think what I've had to learn is, no, he's constant. And if I can live my life with a little bit of consistency and choose that, um, I'm going to experience so much more joy and purpose and um, space in my daily life. So I guess I have to weigh every decision against that truth, right? So is life, mm-hmm. is God good even when life is not? Um, and then that way, even when life is going good, that it not be something that, you know, Um, I put my worth or joy or purpose in because that could be gone. And so it just kind of like rooting myself in that truth really does help me make decisions. It really does help me Mm. decide how am I going to prioritize my sleep? I mean, getting back to the basics, that simple, basic um, truth to hold on to will help with business decisions. It will help with health decisions. It will help Mm. with marriage decisions. It will help with financial Mm. decisions. I mean, everything, because it's no longer conditional upon a certain circumstance. And that's when you can live from a place of purpose rather than a place of pressure or productivity. Mm, That's so good. I even just think of like, if I walked around my day and asked, okay, if I really was living as though God were good right now, how would I show up for this podcast interview? How would I show up when I'm walking in the crazy streets of New York and I keep getting shoved mm-hmm. because there's so much tourist and traffic? Like, mm-hmm. how would I actually be living? Like, it's not some ethereal concept, but like, if God is really good, what does that practically look like in my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so, for me, yeah. For me, it comes down to, I have to stop looking for good things to happen to me and then, but instead choose the things that are good for me so that I can be the good in the world. Oh girl, you better preach. (laughs) You better preach. (laughs) So good, Jordan. Um, Thank you for sharing your heart. And I just am so excited to see like what's on the other side of this process for you, but just want to like, just bless you and take the time you want and need in this, you know, like I just... I'm excited. I'm excited for what you're up to. And God is using you, girl. God's using you. He's using you. Thanks, sister. Exciting things are coming, but it's a nice time for space too. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm glad. Well, hopefully we can stay connected. And I'm just so excited for the world to hear this, this message. It's needed. Me too. Me too. All right. Bye, girl. I'm Kat Harris, and you've been listening to the Refined Collective Podcast. You can follow our journey on Instagram at The Refined Woman, our website, therefinedwoman.com for show notes, other features and interviews, and a deeper look into our tribe. Find us on iTunes, The Refined Collective. Subscribe, rate, review, and leave us some love. Join me next time. And thank you so much for listening. And one last thing, in case you ever forget, you are not alone. Your story matters and you belong here.